Welcome to a, another edition of the Kids on the Pitch podcast. This is John Krasinski, Pittsburgh Soccer Now. Uh, happy to be back. Uh, we are on the eve of the WPIL uh, play, soccer playoff finals championship games at Highmark Stadium, which uh, will take place uh, beginning Thursday night. And the first match uh, to kick it all off will be Quaker Valley uh, the Quakers, 10-time WPIL champions, and they're going for number 11 in district titles. Uh, and, of course, they'll take on the number one seed in boy, class boys 2A, and that will be South Park. Uh, so 6 p.m. Monday, I'm sorry, Thursday night at Highmark Stadium to kick off the festivities. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, there'll be the usual schedule. There's been no changes really in terms of the format. Uh, that's been done in recent years at Highmark Stadium for the WPIL Boys and Girls High School Finals. Uh, been a great playoffs. It's really been exciting. This has been so many great storylines and um, great play and um, great team uh, performances uh, across the board. Uh, lots of inspiring uh, stories, if you will, uh, uh, and 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 it's this is a going to be a very interesting weekend. Uh, I think it should be a lot of fun. And, and like I said, um, we're going to start with Quaker Valley versus South Park, 6 p.m. Thursday night. Then we go Thursday uh, at 8 p.m. It will be the girls 4A North Allegheny taking on Fox Chapel. Uh, that should be really good. A section, a third time around for both of those clubs, uh, schools. Uh, to, to face each other, their section rivals. North Allegheny going for its fourth title in five years. And prior to that, they had never won a WPIL title. So very interesting. Fox Chapel girls go way back. Uh, their last title was in 2015. I'm sorry, two I'm, I'm thinking about the boys in 15 being in the finals. No, the Fox Chapel girls, last time they were in the finals was 1985. Uh, and when they won it, um, Fox Chapel Girl. So Friday night, it's the single A uh, classification. We'll have the defending champions and girls, Freedom, uh, looking to defend, but they've got to take on number one seed uh, Riverview, which has really come out of nowhere this past year uh, in terms of being one of the high uh, top tier uh, 1A girls teams. Uh, and they're led by Lola Abraham, who's been on an absolute tear, 12 goals uh, in the playoffs in three games, 12 goals, Lola Abraham. Uh, so we'll see if Freedom, the defending champs, uh, who had to had some tough matches uh, in in the playoffs so far. They had to face a team that they that beat them earlier this year uh, in Olsh, and they did that. And then they had the the finals rematch, and they they came back and beat Springdale. They were down two nothing at the half, came roaring back, and the Bulldogs are back in the finals. Colin Williams, head coach, uh, always does a great job with freedom. So there you have. The girls match up uh, at the single A and then uh, the single A boys in the evenings. Uh, it's also an all section matchup between um, Bennett. I'm sorry, excuse me, between Bentworth and Charleroi. So that should be a lot of fun. And then we have the 4A uh, setup, which should be um, the boys wrapping up all the play on Saturday night at 545 Norwin. Great story that is. Uh, and they're the number eight seed out of eight teams, and they've made it to the finals, and they're going to take on North Allegheny, uh, the two seed. And then, of course, 
Earlier in the day, uh, the girls 2A will be Avonworth, the defending two-time defending champions, Avonworth. And they uh, will be facing none other um, uh, none other than Shadyside Academy. Sorry about that, uh, of course. And then the 3A girls final. Uh, first time since 2016, we are not seeing Mars in the two thousand in the girls three A, but it will be Moon uh, is back, and they're the defending champs in three A. They've won two straight WPL titles. They've won their first one um, in this run in as Class A, and then last year they came down to three A and won. Um, but they will be taking on the only team that's beaten them in the past couple of years, and that's South Bay at their section rival. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun. Uh, and then of course the the boys three A final uh, will feature Hampton. They won it two years ago. And they are a team uh, that uh, it looks very good. And then, of course, another South Bay at appearance. So the South Bay at boys uh, are a remarkable run. Uh, and they are in the final. Uh, Robbie Eldridge uh, does, always does a great job with South Bay at boys. So so we're looking forward to all of that. In, and um, it should be a lot of fun uh, the weekend. But before we I'm not really going to get too much into previewing all the matches. There will be a lot of content coming up on Pittsburgh Soccer now. Um, before each match, during the the cup, we're going to have full coverage throughout. But I'm really excited um, to bring on a special guest to uh, my podcast here, and it's going to be one of the players for uh, Quaker Valley, uh, Bennett Haas, a young man that I've known uh, since he was very young, and uh, we have a, sort of an interesting bond, and we'll we'll talk about that um, shortly. Hi, this is uh, back. John Krasinski back here with Bennett Haas, Bennett uh, Quaker Valley Boys uh, program, obviously synonymous with success in the WPIL. But uh, Bennett, uh, you are a senior. You've been part of this program. You've been part of really Quaker Valley soccer your 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 whole life. Um, and and so to be to get to this point and to be playing in the finals at Highmark Stadium, uh, just take us through the emotion of what it feels like, you and your teammates and your coaches and the school. What's, what's it feel like? Uh, I mean, it's a, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. Um, we have a very prestigious program at Quaker Valley, and uh, I grew up watching teams play at Highmark. Uh, I watched my team. Uh, our team played there. Two years ago, uh, we weren't there last year, and I think we knew we could have been there. So, I mean, job's not done yet, but we're we're happy to be here. Yeah. So, for you, um, your development as a player, obviously, this year you've been scoring a lot of goals. I think you're up to 13 uh, if you incl include the playoffs, or maybe even 14. I'm not sure, but um, it's hard to keep track. You guys are scoring a lot of goals, um, but yeah, just in terms of your development as a player. And to get to this point, um, what have been some of the big things for you uh, as you've progressed and to gotten to this point as a senior? Uh, I think a lot of it has come down to um, just knowledge of the game and being able to have situational awareness of where I can be in certain uh, scenarios. And I mean, I think as I've gotten to mesh with my team more and more, I've gone to read where they're going to pass the ball, where their next move's going to be and to follow up their shots when I can anticipate their shot. And I think I'm just continuing to work better with my team and it's coming together at the right time. It really is. And this season, uh, you, you began the season playing uh, in the East West Classic, which Quaker Valley plays every year. 
and you go play teams from the other side of the state, that sort of thing to sort of test. And you play a good non-section schedule, too. Uh, those first two games you lost. And, you know, I always look at that and I say, ah, Quaker Valley, you know, they always go out. They like to play the, the really good teams. Um, did, does that really help? Did that really help your team, you know, refocus, especially once section play started and playing those tough non-section games? Does that really help down the road come playoff time, things like that? Yeah, I mean, we had a, um, a good preseason and we were feeling good in that um, the East-West Classic was a little bit of a kick in the teeth, a little bit of a wake-up call for us. Um, I think that's what we needed. Uh, I think it was realization that there are teams that can beat us whenever we're not at our best. We need to hold each other accountable and uh, just play clean and good soccer. And your coach, J.J. Vescio, he's been there pretty much, I get what, three years, maybe four, um, but most of your time there. Uh, I know there's always that heavy rotation of forwards and just looking to play forward and be a, have an attack-minded. Um, what's it like playing under him and in, in, in this system at Quaker Valley? Yeah, uh, J.J. started his tenure whenever I also started my um, my career as a high school player. So, uh we kind of have uh, gotten to our positions uh, or learned what we're doing at the same time. Um, I think he's close to our class because of the connection with the, the timing. Um, but yeah, JJ does a lot for the program. Um, I mean, puts a lot of effort forth in um, every practice. He has a plan and we're just going out there to execute the game plan and he's doing a great job for us. And, we appreciate it, and um, we're going to continue to go with that game plan. So you play Shadyside Academy, and there's been this history in recent years of Quaker Valley Shadyside games that have just been legend legendary, really. And uh, I take a look at this, and, and our reporter there, Matthew, is giving me updates, and I'm like, here we go. It's like two to one nothing. You know, one one, two one, two two. I mean, it was just back and forth. I mean, that must have been a fun game to play in. Yeah, those are the games you're looking to play in, in Whitfield playoffs. I mean, that's what Whitfield playoffs are, um, or what it is. Um, we got the goal off right away, and then, you know, they answered. And then go again, they answered. So, I mean, it was – they kept us on our toes. Um, it was a kind of a game we needed uh, to get ready for this uh, final and the rest of the playoffs for state playoffs. Um, we haven't had a game like that this year where we're down, then where we have to persevere, get another goal, and then keep the lead at the end. I think we'd be showed that we uh, we can play um, just clean soccer at the end and smart soccer, and that's what we did. Yeah, Coach Vescio talked about uh, he did have to make some changes at the half, and that helped. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit on that in terms of was there some tactical adjustments or was it more, you know, just – step up certain things in terms of effort what, what was what was really addressed there yeah i mean the halftime talk was a lot of um you know just talking to us about how, how was, there needs to be a little more energy in there but there was also yes some tactics we rearranged the forwards a little bit and that helped create some gaps and a little more explosiveness in the offense and that's that's part of why we got the job done yeah, and again, like you said, you hadn't experienced that this year where, you know, you have to kind of adjust. But from this point forward, you know, playing in the Whitfield Finals and getting into the state playoffs, I'm sure that, that that's 
you're going to probably see a lot more of that. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. So, you know, South Park, uh, I don't know if you know too much about them or how much time in terms of preparation. You got to turn around really quick. So what's the routine like? Well, before we talk about South Park, what's the type of routine you're going through now? The playoffs, you have like three days between, or not even like two days between, you know, the Monday night, then you have Tuesday, Wednesday to prepare. And then all of a sudden Thursday you're playing. Um, what's the routine been like for you and your teammates? Uh, yeah, so um, Tuesday after our, our game, we had a little film session to watch our game and recap some things that we could have freshened up and some things we want to continue going forward. Um, we also had like a recovery session with our athletic trainer, Derek, Derek Clark, who's, um does a lot for us. And that, that was vital to get us back with our legs and being all sore. Um, then today we had uh, film watch South Park and analyze what we can do to exploit them and uh, play solid game against them. Um, and then we had a practice where we just, you know, go through what we need to do and try to get everything in so we can get the job done tomorrow. So uh, a lot of people probably don't know this, but uh, I'm going to mention it now. A lot of people may not realize, but this I'm as a, a journalist, um, working media member, uh, former soccer coach, um, and I have hearing loss, but my hearing loss is moderate to severe and I wear a hearing aid. Um, I'm, a lot of people may not realize that you uh, uh, were born deaf and you have, I believe it was profound hearing loss. Um, and when you were, I believe it's six months old, uh, you had uh, bilateral cochlear implants. Uh, and, um, and it's really uh, remarkable, you know, the fact that you and I are doing this interview in 2023 uh, on Zoom and we're connecting and we're talking uh, and communicating very well. Uh, and I, I just wanted to uh, recognize that, that you, um, uh, you know, you have this, uh, you, you're able to just assimilate into mainstream, um, you know, everyday activities, whether going to school, playing sports, that type of thing. Um, but Bennett, just maybe talk a little bit about that in terms of, you know, yourself as a person and how that has shaped you uh, in your life. Yeah. So, uh, as you said, I have bilateral cochlear implants and uh, I'm completely deaf without them. Um, so, I mean, that's obviously not, not a small thing, but, um, I've grown to embrace it as I've gotten older. It's something that, you know, I don't know, I, I, I don't know like how I would live without because it's all I know. Um, so, I mean, I take the little things and I try to, um, embrace that. Um, so, I mean, something even for soccer is like, before the game, I, I take my cochlear implants off so I can just kind of soak in the moment uh, at my house before I leave and kind of manifest what I can do for the game. Um, but yeah, I I was always a little self-conscious of my cochlear implants and my deafness early on, but I've started to grow to realize that it's part of who I am and that's what makes me like special. So I, I want to continue to embrace that. I'm smiling because I just when I can take my hearing aids out and I can just, just be in quiet, sometimes it's, it is a really cool place to be, isn't it? Yeah, it is very special. Yeah. Especially, you know, your parents are trying to, you know, ask you questions or trying to get, you know, you just zone everybody out and just like, 
to have a little peace to yourself, you know, a little peaceful moments, things like that. Um, maybe when you don't want to hear, hear or talk to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, be pregame. That's a, that's a great, that's a great ritual. Um, so in terms of what you appreciate about hearing and sound, uh, it being a soccer player, um, and your teammates and communicating with them and, and all of those type of things. Um, I, I'm sure you know Tyler Stack, and I've had Tyler uh, done feature on him as well. Uh, he played at Seton LaSalle. Uh, he also attended DePaul School, where you also attended. Um, but Tyler had talked about that too, about how teammates were very helpful and understanding uh, in terms of communication. But for you, is there anything that you need to do in terms of extra communication or is it, you know, business as usual? I mean, yeah. I mean, you mentioned Tyler. I've talked to Tyler before. Uh, I mean, it's, it's cool having somebody that, you know, very similar to me and played soccer, both successful soccer players. Uh, but I'd say um, it's for everybody that I play with um, for 90% of the people I'm on the field with tomorrow, I've grown up playing with them, right? These are my brothers. These are the guys that I that know a lot about me. They know I'm deaf. They know I struggle with hearing. So I just, you know, tell them to repeat it and they understand. The coaches have all embraced that and um, they continue to make any adjustments that they need to. I mean, it's it's not all that different. And I think that I appreciate all that my teammates do, just the little things that help me be more successful. And in terms of being an advocate for yourself with with having a hearing loss. I know that's something that, um, you know, as when I was your age, I probably didn't advocate enough for myself, but I was fortunate to have family and um, loved ones that, that were at my side. Um, how difficult can that be in terms of dealing with everyday things in school or working with others? And um, uh, I'm sure your family's involved and, and they're very helpful too. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's all these, devices and things that I would use as a child to in school to help me better my hearing and um, be more clear with how I hear things. Uh, it was not always something that I was on board with and wasn't always willing to go up and give the teacher the FM system or go out of my way to talk about my hearing loss. But you know, I mean, if I kind of have gotten to the point where it's, um, you know, if somebody's gonna ask me, I'll tell them my story. If they're if they're not gonna, I mean, if they're gonna have a problem with that story, I don't care. That's that's who I am, and I mean, it's not right if they're gonna take that a different way. Um, but I think that it's as I've matured and gotten older, I've understood that that's in order to continue to make friends and uh, gain better relationships with people. I need to be more clear and just more uh tell people more about myself and i don't i don't hold back i don't think uh is there anybody along the way who you maybe you looked at as an influence a positive influence role models that sort of thing i mean just in any, any day anyone, or? or obviously anyone who may you've come across who is also uh deaf or hard of hearing or but also just in general whether it's you have you have soccer hero you know and people like that mentors things things of that nature yeah I mean, um, so my brother is also born deaf, so he's two years older than me. Um, but he always had more of a chill approach about the hearing loss. And, you know, he's like, 
just kind of didn't care what other people thought. And I thought that was so weird when I was young, but I mean, I've grown to appreciate how much that has taught me. Um, then also, I mean, in general with a role model, I, my mom, um, my mom works, um, so hard for things that she's passionate about and, um, making the world a better place in whatever way she can, um, and certain things that she feels passionate about. And I think that's something to live by and continue to strive for. Well, and having a brother who, you know, also experienced hearing loss, I think the two of you, you know, did a lot together, especially when you were younger. And then when you had an opportunity to go into a mainstream school district, like Quaker Valley, um, you did it pretty much did it together. I know he was two years ahead of you, but you did it together, right? Yeah. Uh, Declan, since he's the first, my hearing loss journey was a fair amount easier because they kind of picked up on my hearing loss because Declan had it. So he had a little more like speech practice and stuff like that, that it took him a little longer to get mainstreamed. But yeah, um, Declan and I uh, grew up together and were always by each other's side and I knew I could count on him. And uh, going to school, just walking down to school right by us was no problem going early, playing some some sports. I mean, that one was always there. So I always appreciated that. Well, that's that's really awesome. And um, so in, in terms of yourself as a person, um, I always ask this question to when I do these interviews. Um, so you're not uh, going to escape this question. But if you can think about three words that describe you without explanation. Sure. Um, Uh, I go uh, competitive, uh, selfless, and I would say um, driven. Yeah. Competitive, selfless, and driven. I like that. Very good. De uh, I was going to call you Declan. Ben Bennett, you probably get that all the time too, right? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, but it, honestly, it's um, it's really great to see you uh, grow and mature and uh, become, uh, you know, uh, having an opportunity to have this type of um, success and 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 to be in the WPIL uh, soccer finals. That 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 is just uh, like icing on the cake and to be part of a Quaker Valley program. I did want to mention uh, I did want to ask you about Quaker Valley. And I know this past year I, I haven't really had a chance to talk to JJ about this, but. Um, I'm sure the impact that Gene Klein had on the community there uh, in that program, uh, you know, I know he you didn't play for him, but you know, his his influence is definitely uh, strong with the Quaker Valley uh, program. And he passed away this year. And um, um, Gene was to me was uh, a wonderful friend and a mentor and someone who really appreciated um, all the little things about um, growing the game of soccer in our area. But uh, but with the Quaker Valley program, you know, what did, what kind of influence did he have uh, with all the young players that are even there there now? Yeah, I mean, as you said, I never got to play for Gene but um, or Coach Klein, I should say. Uh, but I got to go to his uh, – he hosted a camp when I was younger, and I vividly remember looking up and, and being like, that guy knows what he's doing. He's making an impact. Um, 
But yeah, I think when you think Whipple soccer, I think a lot of people think Quaker Valley soccer. That's involved. That's because of Gene Klein. Uh, Quaker Valley soccer is not what it is if it isn't for Gene. Um, and I think this year, JJ's Coach Fascio has uh, really harped on just um, being successful in the mundanes, the little things that can get us across in the end. I think mean, that's, and he always talked about how Coach Klein would focus on simple things like, you know, running up the hill. We have a hill by our field that we just run up. Uh, it gets both exercise, but you also, you know, you're with your boys. It's, you know, you run up that hill, you try to beat the guy next to you. You encourage everybody. I mean, it's a Quaker Valley soccer is a brotherhood and it is what it is because of coach Klein and his efforts, his constant, um, his pride and his work. And that's what we try to take into every game and continue his uh, legacy. Well, and that's a great legacy and it's going to carry on for a long time because of, uh, for, for, of the work he put in and, uh, and uh, obviously the impact that he had on so many young people and people in, in the community where you live, <clears throat> where you live and you go to school. So, um, but yeah, um, Bennett, I, I, again, I appreciate your time tonight. I know you have a big game tomorrow. Uh, we'll be seeing you out at Highmark Stadium, uh, but I do uh, really enjoyed uh, having an opportunity to talk to you. I haven't really talked to you in many years, and I think it's uh, you probably don't even remember me. I don't expect you to remember me, um, but uh, but we our paths did cross um, when you were a young student at DePaul School, and um, and I, uh, I have to say, as a uh, person to person, I'm, I'm proud of you, proud of your accomplishments, and uh, and good luck tomorrow night against South Park. Uh, that should be a great game. Game regardless uh it, i think a lot of us are really looking forward to that matchup thank you thank you so much for having me all right take care all right bye-bye all right so that was bennett haas uh it, it really uh composed uh young man uh mature and beyond his years and he's obviously experienced uh you know something that has helped make him who he is today um but again any interaction you have with bennett or his brother declan as he talked about um oftentimes you may not even realize that both uh bennett and declan uh have hearing loss so uh and uh, they that's they wouldn't want it any other way i'm sure that um being want to be just like everybody else in terms of playing sports or going to school and and uh, uh, chasing future goals and dreams. And so, you know, that's this is one of those things that it, it makes um, what we do uh, in terms of covering high school sports, covering the WPIL soccer finals. Um, it's yeah, it, winning and losing is very, very important. But to me, the the moments that a lot of these young people will experience um, to to take part in this, to compete, um, and there's there there's a lot of great stories, uh, human interest stories that um, that we'll see um, over the course of the next uh, three days at Highmark Stadium coming up, and um, so many uh, you know you have eight you have eight classifications, uh, you have. 16 teams you have hundreds of players uh, that will converge on um, the Highmark Stadium but also throughout the year when we cover the high school game uh, there's just so many wonderful stories and uh, young people and so 
Bennett's a great example, uh, someone that has inspired his teammates, I'm sure, and he inspires those around him. Uh, and and we appreciate, um, you know, I think, again, having him on this podcast, it is, uh, it's quite a victory, really, uh, if you think about the fact that he was born deaf and he is speaking uh wonderfully and he is uh, he can communicate uh and hear uh thanks to the cochlear implants and the habilitation and a lot of the work that he put in um over the years so all right so that wraps up this real quick uh podcast that uh as we are on the eve of the wpil um high school boys and girls soccer finals so look forward to seeing everybody at highmark stadium this weekend and um and uh, again, thank you for listening. Uh, this has been the Kids on the Pitch podcast uh, of Pittsburgh Soccer Now. And I'm John Krasinski, uh, Managing Editor of Pittsburgh Soccer Now. So look forward to seeing our coverage all weekend. Uh, you will see me um, two, Thursday night for the 6 p.m. Quaker Valley South Park game. Mark Goodman, our soccer rabbi, will be covering the 8 p.m. kickoff girls 4A Class 4A girls uh, final between North Allegheny Fox Chapel. Uh, so that's where it gets started. And we'll have a lot more, a lot more to come. Uh, stay with us all weekend long.